welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome to episode six of Adam's Rib. We're mm. doing this thing, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for all your continued support. Um, we hope that tonight you all are uplifted and encouraged by the topic that we choose, chose to talk about tonight. And that is the topic of fasting. We are approaching the Easter season. <laughs> and um, this is actually a really important topic around this time of the year because so many people embark in the fasting or Lent, whatever you so choose to call it. And so we thought that we would encourage everyone tonight with this topic. Um, yeah, so we'll just get right into it. Um, for me, I am, you know, I'm very transparent and I can say with all honesty that fasting is one subject and one area of my life spiritually that I'm still asking God to, you know, develop me, mature me in this area. Um, I have always had a hard time with fasting, um, but I'm getting better. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm getting better. <laughs> um, but as I was doing my research about fasting, what I realized is that fasting and prayer put you in a position for a breakthrough. It's, it's like the best possible position to put yourself in because you're, the whole point of fasting is give me something of sacrificing something for God so that you can show God, okay, I'm fully committed to hearing from you, receiving from you. Um, I'm committed to opening my life up to you, opening myself up to you and whatever you have for me. You know, some people fast with, with a purpose, which is totally fine. I think that's the whole purpose of fasting, at least in my opinion. Um, but whatever the whatever the purpose may be, you know, that's neither here nor there. But the ultimate um, key about fasting is that you position yourself for something to receive from God. So that mm -hmm. is what I can truly appreciate. I can appreciate fasting for that purpose because, you know, we all need something. We right. all need something from the Lord. And, you know, I feel like whenever people hear the word fasting, they instantly just think of weight loss plans mm -hmm. or yeah. abstaining only from food or something negative. I feel that we should really look at fasting as an opportunity to express ourselves in an undivided and intense devotion to God. And it's a devotion that is, is expressed by abstaining for a short while from things such as food and drink as to basically enjoy our time of uninterrupted communion, so to speak, with God. So prayer while fasting shouldn't be a burden or a duty given that we talked about prayer in the last episode. Mm -hmm. But it should really be a celebration of just God's goodness and mercy in all of our lives. I feel that too often that the focus of fasting is on the lack of food instead mm -hmm. of the purpose of fasting should be to take your eyes off the things of this world to focus completely and solely on God. Fasting is really a way to demonstrate to God and to ourselves that we are serious about our relationship with Him. And it helps us gain a new perspective and a renewed faith in God. So for years, I never really quite understood the point of fasting. 
I mean, you know, growing up in a Christian household, kind of like you, Jessica, mm -hmm. and, you know, going to a huge church, I just viewed fasting as, oh, we're not going to eat this this food and for a while, or, and we're going to see what God does. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically how I looked at it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really realize that God rewards us when we fast and for being obedient and how it really does strengthen our relationship with him. So for me, fasting is a way to rejuvenate and renew my spiritual walk. Anytime I feel like things just aren't going right or I feel distant from God, then that's when I'll really, you know, basically begin to do a fast. Mm -hmm. And in the last episode, I discussed how I went on a fast for seven days and didn't have certain meals. I didn't talk to anyone but my mother and I didn't get on social media. If you guys didn't peep that episode, you should probably go back and listen to it. But anyway, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> that was by far one of the most difficult fasts I've ever done because it was done for a specific purpose and a reason, like you said, mm -hmm. and with intention and intensity. So while on the fast, I prayed a lot, mm -hmm. I cried a lot, I read my Bible a lot, and then some. But during this fast, so many things were revealed to me about myself. I was able to find forgiveness to those who hurt me. I was able to accept and love myself. I was able to fully trust and depend on God from that moment on. And because of that specifically, I feel that not only do I have a deeper relationship with him, but I feel that God has rewarded me because of it. I now love myself fully. I do not crave nor desire to excessively drink anymore. Mm -hmm. I have become more patient in every capacity. I've been blessed to be with a man that absolutely love and adores me. And I absolutely love and adore him as well. So I just feel that things just come together and exceed my expectations when I go on a fast. Yeah, that's that's so true. Um, and that goes back to what I, I was saying in the beginning. It it puts you in the position for that ultimate, for that great breakthrough, like the, just that one thing that you've just been needing all this time, and you just needed this one thing from God just so you can just be reminded, all right, I'm good, this is cool. And so, you know, I, I definitely am somebody that believes in the power of fasting. Again, it's not my strong point. You know, it's, some, it's an area that I pray and ask God to strengthen me in often because I, I, I'm, I can't lie, I get frustrated a lot during the time of fasting. Um, you know, the very first time I actually did it with my church, my current church, um, we embarked in this 40 day corporate fast as, as a whole, as a body. And, um, <laughs> I struggled. I, <laughs> the first two days I'm like, um, mm -hmm, this is not for me. Wait a minute. I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> I was hungry. I was mean. I, was, ooh, I just forgot all about the prayer part. I'm like, my stomach is growling. Like, wait a minute. I get, and then it was hard because the, the the foods that were okay to eat are all foods I hate to eat. And I'm like, this is just not for Jessica. So, <laughs> it was just always so hard. But at the end of the day, I didn't give up. I pressed my way through. I did. I forced myself to pray. I didn't have much of a choice in the matter. Um, and, you know, at the end of it, I was blessed. I, you know, I, I was able to get out of a situation that I really didn't think I was going to get out of, mm. um, you know, to, personally with my, with my home and stuff. And so things really looked up and, and, and it came and things came together just by the end of that fast. And it was proof to me that it works like this, this really works. God will really 
bless me when I sacrifice for him. Um, now, one thing that I would like to mention is that fasting isn't always though. It doesn't always have to be food. You can mm-hmm. fast other things. You can you can sacrifice other things. One fast that I that I embarked on for myself personally, I gave up social media for seven days. Another hard one. That was almost <laughs> worse than the food. Because <laughs> I'm a social media junkie. Like, I can't lie to you. But uh, seven days. When was the last time you posted a selfie? You ain't that much. Girl, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the selfie master. Holler at me. No. Seriously, no. For <laughs> but, you know, I, it was hard. It was difficult. But I needed that. I had to give that up. I had to separate myself from something because because that was something I was giving a lot of my energy to and I was giving at one point more energy to the social media than I was to God so that was a great sacrifice on my part because I was I was opening myself up to just talk to God who else was there to talk to I couldn't talk to the thousands of people on Facebook that follow Mm -hmm. me so I was like this is cool I mean I, I can talk to God about anything at this point he was the one I was posting. <laughs> I was posting for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important, you know, that you noted out that, you know, that it's not easy and you will be tested and mm-hmm. the enemy is definitely not going to like it. So, yeah. but you do just have to stay strong in it. Cause like you said, you will be rewarded. And we did talk about prayer, the power of prayer in the last episode. And I want to note that prayer is tied to fasting. Kind of like Jessica says, you know, she didn't want to pray. That's what really fasting is, is praying is, excuse me, tying it with prayer. And the Bible doesn't necessarily say, at least not to my lot knowledge, that when we fast, we must pray. But it does show that when people fasted, it was accompanied with prayer. Mm-hmm. So I do want to point out where and how fasting even came about and the outcomes of fasting. So in the Old Testament, it seems as though fasting and praying are combined with mourning, repentance, and spiritual need. So in the first chapter of Nehemiah, he describes that praying and fasting because of his deep distress over the news that Jerusalem has been desolated, basically. His several days of prayer were accompanied by tears, fasting, confession on basically behalf of his people and pleas to God for mercy. And that devotion of Jerusalem, excuse me, that devastation of Jerusalem also prompted Daniel to adopt fasting, which, you know, hence the Daniel fast that a lot of churches go on. So like Nehemiah, Daniel fasted and prayed that God will also have mercy on the people by confessing their ways. We have been wicked and we have rebelled. We have turned away from the commands and laws. And that's in Daniel chapter 5. David prayed over a sick child. Esther pushed Mordecai and the Jews to fast for her as she planned to appear before her husband, who was the king at the time. Mm -hmm. So I say all this to say that fasting, prayer, and petition are all linked together and they should definitely go hand in hand. Now in the New Testament, fasting and prayer is not as much about the repentance and confession like it is in the Old Testament. The Antioch church fasted in connection with their worship when the Holy Spirit spoke to them about commissioning Saul and Barnabas to do, you know, God's work. That shows us that prayer and fasting were components of worshiping God and seeking his favor. So when I read this, it shows me that fasting along with prayer seems to indicate the sincerity of us praying and seeking God for guidance and wisdom. So, like I said, the Bible does not command us to fast, at least not from what I can see, 
But at the same time, it does present fasting as something that is good, profitable, and beneficial. In Acts, it actually documents believers fasting before they made important decisions, which I think is so key. So although the scripture um, is almost always a way of you know fasting from food, there are other ways to fast, like you had just mentioned, Jessica. Anything given up temporarily in order to focus all our attention on God can be considered a fast. So fasting is not intended to punish the flesh, but to redirect our attention to God. So it should not be considered a dieting method either. Mm -hmm. The purpose of a biblical fast is to not lose weight, but rather to gain that deeper fellowship with God. Absolutely. Because anyone can fast, but we may not be able to say be go and be able to go on the same fast from food because people have diabetes mm -hmm. they have specific diets you know so we don't want anyone out there to hurt themselves exactly. and not eat certain foods we're not saying that so everyone can temporarily give up something in order to draw closer to god mm -hmm. so by taking our eyes off the things of this world we can more successfully turn our attention to christ so fasting is not a way to get god to do what we want it changes us. It doesn't change God. Mm -hmm. So it's not a way to appear more spiritual than others, but it's to be done in a spirit of humility and just a joyful and happy attitude. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. And I love how you put it that it should be with, you know, you should operate within a joyful and happy attitude um, because, as I gave in my example, you know, don't don't do the Krabby Patty thing. It doesn't really work. You know, that's why I was forced to pray. I, that was the only way I was going to get through that because, yeah, those first few days, I, I wasn't praying. And so that's why I was so mean and so on edge. But the moment I started praying, it, it settled my attitude. And I was able to get through that fast. As hard as it was, I was able to get through it with a better attitude, a better spirit about myself. And I was really able to give God what he needed from me. And I was able to receive from God in, in a really amazing way. And, um, you know, the one thing I will say, um, while praying and fasting, you know, be specific. Be, you know, it's okay to tell God, okay, this is what I'm fasting for. This is what I need. This is the expectation. You know, that goes back to a pre, actually a couple episodes, previous episodes. I always say it's okay to have an expectation with God. Like, God will not be offended if you say, God, this is what I'm expecting from you. You know, but just know that with that expectation, that means that there's something that you have to then sacrifice for God. You can't just go to God and be all selfish about it. Don't be stingy now. Don't be stingy. You know, make your make your demands and make your wants and desires known and he will fulfill those things for you. But it comes with some type of it has to come from some type of commitment from you as well. And so be specific in your prayer and be specific in your reason behind fasting Um as I've said, stay true to your commitment. Again, it, it, it's not the easiest thing to do, especially if you've never done it, if you're your first or second time doing it. You know, it's not easy. It's not meant to be easy, but you have to stay true to your commitment. Stay loyal to what you've promised God. Um, and preparation. Just be prepared. Like, mentally prepare yourself. Spiritually prepare yourself. Start praying and getting into the mindset before you start fasting. You know, don't go and just jump into it and then expect everything to go like easy breezy. That's not, no, it doesn't work like that. Take my word for it. <laughs> you want to prepare yourself ahead of time. And even after the fast is over, you want to still be in a certain mindset of prayer. And, you know, you want to go to God in a certain way. And so it's all about the preparation. 
Um, and I'm going to close by saying this. Now, we were uh, we put it out there that you can fast from other things other than food. Very true. But I just want to make one thing real clear to those babies, baby saints, and, you know, whoever. You can't fast from things you shouldn't be doing anyway. Uh, just, <laughs> let's just keep it real, you know. I mean, I'm transparent. I can say in my early 20s, I caught myself fasting one time with my friends and we just, we were hype. We are doing this. <laughs> and so we all wrote down where we were going to fast from. Every last one of us wrote down abstaining from sex. <laughs> that next Sunday we go to church. My pastor is preaching about fasting. And the first thing the man says is, you cannot fast from something you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, you're not supposed to be having sex. So you can't, you can't go and fast from something that you're not supposed to be doing. So it, there's a level of obedience here that you right. still have to adhere, adhere to. Um, so, yeah, the sex and drinking and weed and whatever, whatever your vice is, make sure that you, that's not what you, that's not a sacrifice, okay? Mm -hmm. That's just being obedient to God. Um actually sacrifice something something that you really you feel like you can't live without but you really can because you're trusting God to get you through mm -hmm. so yeah just wanted to give you all that little word of advice yeah and even with that you can't fast for something that you don't do anyway like I can't sit here and say I'm gonna fast from video games right. I'm gonna play video games exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it really goes hand in hand you can't fast for something you shouldn't be doing you can't fast for something that you already don't do anyway exactly so I thought that was a very solid point Jess because mm -hmm. I think people do get really caught up and they're like, I'm gonna fast from this well you, but you you know God was telling you not to do that from the beginning exactly <laughs> that's kind of already put out there <laughs> So this about wraps up um, episode six on the importance of fasting. We hope you enjoyed it, and we definitely hope that you guys, again, catch us next Tuesday, same time, same place, 9 o'clock, at the group.